State Senator Mary Falskowski spoke with WXPR about her concerns with the Pelican River Forest and why she held up funding for conservation easements on the property. The Conservation Fund bought 70,000 acres of land in Oneida, Forest, and Langlade counties in 2021 with the goal of securing conservation easements and then reselling the land. As WXPR reported earlier this week, the project is in limbo after an anonymous lawmaker objected to using the funds and the Joint Finance Committee never scheduled a meeting for it, despite state statute requiring it to do so. We now know one of the lawmakers who opposed it was Senator Mary Felskowski, a Republican from Tomahawk. I spoke with the senator about her decision and the Joint Finance Committee process. Just to confirm, Senator Felskowski, that you were the one who objected to the funding for the Pelican River forest easements? So let me, and this is something that WJFW got wrong, I am one of the people. I was not the only sole objection. So there were multiple people who objected to this funding? Right. Yeah. Right. And you know what? I think for the, for the people that are listening, objection is not a hard no. We have a 14-day passive review. So a lot of times objection is, wait a minute, we need more information. Great. Um, and so I guess within this 14 initial days after you were informed about these, uh, the funding for this, why have you opposed the use of this funding? So I think I want to preface the conversation is I am not against stewardship and I am not against the state owning public land and providing places for people to recreate. But I think that the, the state owning public land, or in this case, a conservation easement, which just so our, our listeners all know, the land is still held privately. And right now that land is an open MFL. So by being an open MFL, it means you can hunt it, you can fish it, you can walk it, you can hike it, Right. It's open to the public to recreate. When you do a conservation easement, it's perpetuity. It's forever. So what you're doing on this conservation easement, this is the second portion of it, you are taking 56,000 acres out from these townships and these counties, and you are saying this can never be developed, it can never be sold and, you know, parceled off anything. This is into perpetuity. In early November, late October, early November, our office held listening sessions around the 12th Senate District. And one of the things that we heard loud and clear is, number one, there's a lack of housing. But in addition to that, there's lack of land for young people to purchase, for people to purchase privately. It's not available. It's hard to find. It's expensive. We're competing with the state. In addition to that, I'm just going to throw out some numbers to you. Northern Wisconsin does not have a lack of publicly owned land. So Forest County is 60% publicly owned. Lang Lake County is 32% publicly owned. Oneida County is 31% publicly owned. Florence, 45%. Vilas. 46%. There is an abundance of publicly owned land in northern Wisconsin for people to recreate on. Now, that doesn't even include all the land that's in open MFL for people to recreate on. When we take land, continuously take land off of the property tax rolls, we lower the revenues that come into those local units of government. 
It, it hinders their ability to provide services for the local residents. Ambulance, fire and EMS, roads. That's all done off of the tax rolls. And publicly owned land very much limits that. So I guess, you know, I, I did um, speak with a Monaco town chair, and I know that um, they had a resolution opposing these easements. But I also spoke to him and he said that, you know, he has been in talks with the conservation fund to kind of find a solution, maybe, you know, not having the easements right along the highway so that development could be there. If if the towns that are opposed to this were to come to an agreement with the conservation fund, would you support easements on these on these lands? So I will be honest. I'm never going to say yes or no till I see it, and I actually have that conversation with them. Um, but I would be very—I'm very open to listening to what they have to say. So I'm opening to learning about it. Um, and and so the other part of, of I think some people's um, reaction to the Joint Finance Committee's decision was—you know—part of it was a person objecting, but the part of it too was that a meeting was never scheduled or put on the schedule. Um, do you know why that is, and, and will there be one? Honestly, I haven't had that conversation with the co-chairs. Um, I don't. I don't know the answer to that. Potentially, yes. I don't know. Um, and there were several other similar projects um, throughout the state that kind of went through this same approval process with JFC and wanted to use Knowles Nelson dollars. Uh, have you opposed some of those other ones that came forth? I have opposed projects in the past, so I don't know specifically what you're talking about, but I have opposed projects in the past. Um, I, I, I think I think I think the conversation needs to be about balance. Let me give you an example. Why why do we own public land? Why do we own public land? That's a question for you. That's for for me. Um, you know, I think it's for the enjoyment of people to to have ownership of and experience. Okay. And I, I would agree with that. So now my next question to you is then why does Dane County, one of our largest population centers, only owns only 3% of Dane County is publicly owned? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a land expert, so I, I can't give a good answer to that. And I, you go into Milwaukee County, it's about 6%. Brown County, it's very low. I believe that publicly owned land should be accessible to the individuals of the state. It's their tax to pay your dollars that are paying for this. I would support a 5,000, I'd support a 20,000 acre purchase within a half hour of Milwaukee, within a half hour of Madison. You tell me what, what number of the residents of the city of Racine, the city of Beloit, the city of Kenosha, the city of Milwaukee, are going to recreate on the Pelican River. They're not. We're taking land off of the tax rolls, and we're handcuffing these local units of government on how they provide services under the auspiciousness of we need public land for people to recreate on. Yet we're failing to provide that public land to our population centers and to the people that most need it. The northern third of the state of Wisconsin is very much publicly owned land. The residents up there have the ability to recreate national forests, county-owned forests, open MFL, state-owned properties. That does not help 
in my belief, the young people in, in the city of Madison, the city of Milwaukee, or even the older people to be able to get out and enjoy the Northwoods or enjoy nature. So if we're going to do this under the auspiciousness that we're doing it for people to get outside and to recreate and enjoy Mother Nature and have that luxury, then do it where it's accessible for them. Yeah, I can I can see your point there, but I you know I also have talking to conservation groups and people that reached out to me uh, after our story aired, and you know part of the problem is is uh, the process that this has been going to you know that a, a lawmaker can anonymously object to something and then a meeting is never held about that. I mean, what do you say to people that say that there's a lack of transparency in government with this issue? I am not objectioning to holding a meeting on this. But there's been at least six other conservation projects, like I said, they've gone through the same thing that never got a hearing. I mean, one was from almost two years ago and it never got a meeting or hearing. I mean, do you, are you OK with these pro- these projects never getting a public hearing or getting a public meeting? Um, I, I'm not objecting to any time having a meeting on any of these projects that I unfortunately I don't control what happens there. Um, I mean, I'll, I, I will. You know, I'm not. So a lot, a lot of this is, you know, they, I guess the other part of this is Pelican River, the conservation group purchased this land, right? It's now open to people to recreate. Why do we think the state needs to buy? If these conservation groups want public or want land to be publicly open to people so that they can recreate on it, They've done that. Why do we now have to put it into um, a program that puts it into perpetuity? How does that make sense for 100 years from now? We're making a decision that's going to affect the state of Wisconsin in 100 years, and there's no recourse to it. I mean, I I, I believe that those are are valid arguments, and I think... You know, the conservation groups that I've talked to, they, they want to have those arguments, but they want to have them in a public setting and not just one committee, you know, putting it down behind closed doors is essentially what's been happening. So the Joint Finance Committee um, has the option to do, you know, we have the passive review process. Um, and objections are made on a lot of different things. Some things do have hearings. Others do not. They're sent like back for more information um, or they end up dying. That is the oversight that the Joint Finance Committee has been given. I do not object to a hearing on this. Um, I think our valid reasons for objecting are extremely valid. Um, You know, and I would like to go back to that conservation easement and say, why aren't you buying land if your true purpose is to purchase land so that it can be enjoyed by the, by the public sector. Why aren't we doing this in areas where the public sector or the private sector lives, where our population centers are? You can find WXPR's original reporting on this issue at WXPR.org. WXPR will continue to keep you updated on the Pelican River Forest Project. For WXPR's The Stream, I'm Katie Thorson.